Hey Property Insiders and a massive Happy New Year to all of you. I'm Mike Stenhouse and this is the Inside Property Investing Podcast. Hopefully you've all had an enjoyable and relaxing break and are ready to get your investing back into full swing. I know that I am extremely keen to get going, but it's been a bit of a slow start for us as Victoria and I have both been in bed pretty much since Boxing Day with this horrible lurgy that hasn't shifted until this morning. And as well as hitting our energy levels, it also means that I haven't really looked at anything work-related for over a week, so I've got a bit of catching up to do first before we can jump into our New Year plans. And it's probably worth apologizing in advance for any coughing and spluttering that is likely going to be going on throughout today's episode. I will try to keep it to a minimum, but I can't make any promises. It will be a short one looking at some of our plans for 2019, as well as where we see the biggest opportunity lying ahead of us and for all of you guys. But before we get into that, let's just take a minute to thank our sponsors. Optimize accountants are best known throughout the UK as property tax specialists. They have helped dozens of our past guests save thousands of pounds in income tax, VAT and stamp duty land tax. Now, a good accountant isn't just a bookkeeper or someone to submit your tax return. They should effectively become the CFO or financial director of your growing property empire. And at Optimize, the team of specialist accountants and tax advisors do just that, guiding you through every stage of your accounting process. They take a proactive approach throughout the year, researching different tax-saving opportunities suited to your own personal needs, as well as completing a 100-point checklist on your tax return. With unlimited tax consultation calls, all of your accounts work, and access to monthly webinars and their vault of training materials, it is a service that is difficult to beat. To find out more about how Optimize can take care of your tax and accounting needs, visit them at optimizeaccountants.co.uk and schedule a free call to understand how they can help you in your business. Now, before I jump into what I really want to talk about today, I just wanted to give a brief update on our plans for 2019, particularly in relation to our podcast schedule. For those of you that have been listening from the start, you know that we set off with pretty lofty goals of doing three episodes per week, and it lasted for a reasonable amount of time, but for one reason or another, that started to slip, and three episodes became two, became one, we took a little break for a while, and then consistently over the past uh, 12 months or so, we've been releasing one episode per week, which has been very comfortable for us in terms of balancing it with everything else that we've got going on, but also I thought was quite a nice... Uh, volume of content to keep giving value without creating noise just for the sake of it. But one thing that came to, uh, you know, was raised with us multiple times throughout the last year was that it's nice to get a balance of interview-based content where we are looking at other people's stories and journeys and the inspiration that comes from that, as well as some of the more educational type stuff that we like to create, but weren't really sure how that fitted in. So going forwards, Throughout 2019, we will be releasing two episodes per week, but rather than it being two interviews, we will have one interview on a Monday morning where we will be going through our usual Q&A style sessions with an inspiring, successful property investor to find out how they got started, what they feel is giving them the most success at the moment, and how you can try to replicate some of that success. So very much in the same vein as what we are doing through most of 2018. 
And then we will be doing a second show, which I think is probably going to be going out on a Thursday morning, usually, and would have been going out on Thursday morning this week had I been feeling a little bit better. So apologies for starting off the year with the wrong date. Primarily, that will be a solo show. It will be more education, insight-based. We will be doing some Q&A type content where we get questions from the community and answering them in more detail on a podcast than we would necessarily be able to do one-to-one via Instagram messages or email, Facebook chat and that sort of thing. I'm not going to go down the motivational route. I really don't buy into motivation without substance. Obviously, there will hopefully be an element of motivation that has gleaned from some of our more educational and informative type content. We will also be continuing our monthly updates in this Thursday slot. So one of those four per month, let's say, should be an update on what Victoria and I are up to in the property world. And we will also be sharing some industry updates, both from ourselves and with the help of some of our favorite service providers, so accountants, mortgage brokers, and that sort of thing. So today is really the first of these new style episodes, and I want to discuss something that came up a lot on our open days last year, the notion of zigging whilst everyone else is zagging. Now, This came up in discussion so often because it's something that Victoria and I believe in passionately when it comes to making our own investing decisions. We get asked constantly about market saturation and lack of opportunities, whether it's in a specific geography or in relation to a specific strategy, like HMOs for instance, or new builds, or fill in the blank there with any strategy that you want. And I think the reason that people are so fearful of things like saturation and they struggle to find deals is because they are trying to achieve success by copying what everyone else is doing. And also because they're looking at different investment strategies in broad brushstrokes rather than at the bounty of different opportunities each of these broad categorizations can hold. So On our open days, this idea of zigging whilst others are zagging or being contrarian or in its simplest form really just looking for opportunities rather than following the herd, it most often gets raised in relation to HMOs. Historically, that's what we've focused on and what we feel we've got the most expertise in and it's what we discuss in real depth on our open days. So it's no surprise really that that is the area that has come up in. But Like I say, this is applicable to any investment strategy and anything in life, really. But anyway, on our open days, we'll be sitting around having lunch towards the end of the day when we move from the property tour side of things to more of a Q&A mastermind style session. And inevitably, on every day this happens, someone will ask about property sourcing, which is when Victoria will spring into action and start drawing out a bell curve. Now, I wasn't great at statistics, so I promise this won't get too complex, but hopefully you can all picture a bell curve, and if you can't, it's basically in the shape of a bell, so you can now picture it anyway. Across the horizontal axis on the bottom of this graph is the size of HMOs, so on the left-hand side, you've got small mini HMOs, and on the right-hand side of the graph, you've got the large commercial conversions, so kind of from one end of the scale to the other, from left to right. The y-axis, the the vertical one going from bottom to top, is made up of the number of people investing in HMOs or the popularity of each size of HMO. And as I've alluded to already, 
we tend to find that the distribution of these people is shaped very much like a bell curve, with a small percentage of people looking at or actively investing in the mini HMOs. The bulk of investors then looking at your typical five to six bedroom mid-terraced or semi-detached HMO, and a small percent again at the other end of the graph investing in larger commercial to residential HMOs. Now, obviously, if everyone is looking for terraced houses and semis to convert into five or six bedroom HMOs, then it's going to be more difficult for you to come into the market and source good deals in this area. With such high demand, prices will increase for this type of property, inexperienced investors will typically pay over the odds, and in a lot of cases, the agents will also cotton on to the buoyant market and encourage vendors to test higher and higher prices as well. To me then, it makes no sense to operate in this area of the market, so we choose to invest at the two extremes. Personally, we don't really focus on the mini HMO side of things, but we have done in the past and there are definitely still good opportunities here as fewer people are looking for them. But you will know if you've followed our progress for any length of time that we do focus very heavily now on the commercial conversion side of things. There is much less competition here in our area and in my opinion, much greater opportunity to create a desirable HMO as well. Now, the distribution isn't always shaped like a bell curve, oftentimes it might be a straight line, or in the case of development opportunities, it's the exact opposite actually, it's an inverted bell curve. Now, at one end, you've got virtually every aspiring property investor, Sarah Beanie Wannabe, and all of the homes under the hammer brigade hoping to make a quick buck. There's nothing wrong with this, I don't mean that in any sort of negative way, and Victoria and I got started in this exact way, making 10, 15, 20 grand here and there on small renovation projects, but the competition is intense and the margins are pretty low for the amount of effort involved. At the other end are the large new build developments that the volume house builders take on. Having spent a fortune and employed dozens of people just to source and secure the sites, never mind actually the effort that goes into building them out. Now these guys typically run a tight ship and whilst we like to critique them for things like their small room sizes and cramming multiple houses into a plot that's probably only big enough for one or two, poor quality of finish from some of them, so on and so forth, typically they do know what they are doing, they are well run businesses and trying to take them on would require very deep pockets and a heck of a lot of patience because these larger sites take a while before you actually realize the profits from them. The sweet spot then, in my opinion, with these development opportunities lies in the middle, with projects that are too big or too scary for people used to flipping two-bedroom houses, but too small to get the larger developers interested. Size is only one of the factors that determines where these opportunities lie though, or where you should be zigging whilst everyone else is zagging. Looked at another way, what you're trying to find is your own little niche, and that will differ from area to area across the UK. Your own sweet spot could be found by exploring how each tenant or buyer demographic is served in your area. Like a friend of ours did finding a niche for well-renovated bungalows where the retirement market was underserved. Or even the construction type of the property. An attendee on one of our open days listened to us discuss finding your niche and realized that he'd done exactly the same thing with alternative construction properties in an affluent city down south. 
Everyone else was struggling to finance them, so just ignored them. But he figured out a way to raise finance against them. And all of a sudden, he had pretty much the entire market for these alternative construction properties to himself. Now, I can guarantee you two things when it comes to investing. Firstly, there are opportunities all around us in the property world. And secondly, you're not going to find these opportunities by following what everyone else is doing. One of my favorite quotes in this regard is Einstein's definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. If you feel like you were in a rut towards the end of last year, struggling to find deals and struggling to gain momentum, then instead of going through the same processes for your sourcing at the start of this year, why not take some time instead to go back to the drawing board and rethink where the opportunities actually exist in your area before you restart that sourcing process. Once you find the opportunity areas, everything else will fall into place and feel much easier, but it does require some commitment and research to discover it. Please don't fall into the trap of broad strokes that I spoke about earlier. Not all HMOs or service accommodations or single lets or, as I said before, any fill-in-the-blank strategy, they are not all created equal. Quite the opposite, in fact. It is the intricacies in our execution of each of these strategies or subsets of strategies or niches of subsets of strategies. The further that you can break it down, the better, in my opinion. It is all of those intricacies that will determine the success or failure, whether that's a specific location, a specific customer demographic, a building type, or size of project that will set us apart from the competition. Hopefully that's helpful and starts to get the creative juices flowing and how you can really focus in on a niche this year, rather than simply following the masses and the general assumptions of what makes a successful investment. If you head over to the show notes page of this episode, I will have a couple of examples of those bell curves and inverted bell curves and straight lines to show you exactly what I mean. If you're more of a visual person and want to see it that way, just follow the link in the notes for this episode below and you'll be able to see exactly what we're talking about. If you want to dive into it in even more detail, if you want to discuss your own contrarian opportunities and be held accountable throughout 2019, then why not join us in the IPI community as well? We've got big plans for this community over the next 12 months and beyond to give you access to phenomenal education, service providers, and a hub of other ambitious property investors. But whilst we're getting everything set up and finding our feet for the next month or so, access is absolutely free and open to everyone. Now, this won't be around forever, but for now, you can jump in, become a key founding member of the community, and take advantage of this free period whilst it lasts. Just head to insidepropertyinvesting.com forward slash IPI community or click the link in the notes for this episode so you can find out more about what we're up to in that community and find out exactly how to join. Thanks for listening to this episode and keep an eye out for next week's interview with Chris Brown, a successful single let investor who has expanded his business into the world of property and project management as well. (laughs) 